I feel like I might have been shouting in your face for half that. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Floor Hammer podcast, the light take on the grim dark. I'm David Pettit, and in the spirit of Christmas and New Year cheer, I'm joined by the two men that I would always choose to spend the next hour with. <coughs> it's Rich O'Keefe and Nick from Old Average Brick Gaming. Hello. Hello. As always, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash floorhammerpodcast, our website floorhammerpodcast.com. And our Instagram handle at floorhammer underscore podcast. So yeah, we're going to be doing a sort of a crossover collaboration. So this is going to be put on your podcast as an audio file. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But equally, it's going out on this channel as a video file. Yep. So if you listen to these guys and you actually crazily want to see what they look like, yeah, uh, come and watch it live on uh, on my channel. This this is why we are in the audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> they they spent at least three minutes in the makeup room prior to this video. Yeah. Hair takes a long time, Nick. <laughs> it's hair and makeup, yeah? Hair, uh, well... Don't put me down. Yeah, okay. A bit of foundation, we're fine. But the format of the video is exactly the same as your regular podcast. So yep. you have a format that you like to follow if you'd like to explain to my channel how that basically flows and then we'll dive straight into the uh, the content. Oh, this is this is your call here. This is my call, yep. So we will start with a bit of hobby progress. It's always nice to look back and see what we actually managed to do in the last two, three weeks for us. And it was Christmas. It, it was, was Christmas. Christmas. It was Christmas, which means, Dave, you might have actually got something done, but don't count your chickens. <laughs> that was my excuse for why I had that. <laughs> <laughs> I just blown out the water. Uh, we talk about GW releases. Um, it's not been too busy over Christmas period, which is nice, but there's a fair few things to talk about. Mm. We dive into a topic, usually, which will be a mixture of a 2019 retrospective and a bit of a look forward to 2020, which is always nice to do at the start of the year. Talk about a game. So Nick is going to regale us with tales of uh, demons versus ultramarines. Oh, Zinch nice. demons. Zinch demons. Zinch demons. And we'll round things off with a hobby tip. So, should we dive into some hobby progress then? Let's do that. Right, so hobby progress. As you are our guest and on your channel. That's weird, isn't our... <laughs> Anyway, you're the Nick, guest on your you... own channel. <laughs> I'm a guest on my own channel with, with you guys yeah. on your podcast. Mm. Would you like to go first? I would. Now, we're going to cheat because I don't remember what I wrote when I wrote this two days ago. That's what um, we do we, we have show notes, which is very professional. We sometimes read them as well. Well, that's... Yeah. This is so, gonna... Well, I sometimes stick to them. Uh... Yeah, so my hobby progress over Christmas. Um, yeah, I could, quite a bit, actually. Did you have a good Christmas? It was... It was good. I went to my parents and drank a bottle of rum. <laughs> okay, then, yep. Then we had New Year's and I drank a bottle of rum. Aren't you supposed to caveat with, like, drink responsibly before uh, drink aware. slam you in the drink, drink, yeah. drink aware, yeah. This is made for adults, not children these days. Yeah. Do you remember Otherwise, the days in between Christmas and New Year? Considering that was a bottle of rum. There was a lot of inactivity <laughs> in those periods of time. Staring at the rim of the toilet. No, it wasn't that bad. No, okay. it wasn't that bad. Come on, Dave. But yeah. I actually did some hobby stuff. Go on then. Uh, and the first, I'll start. I'll start big. I finished my Warlord Titan. That is, you did it in 2019. Titan 19. <laughs> hashtag. Do not have hashtag. I'm not. Yeah. Presence, I'm not ha- I'll get crucified <laughs> by Matt Grosner if I did that. <laughs> too, too, too late. I'm. I, I'm so pleased you did it. Like 
And so we're, we're talking big... the proper one as well. We're not talking Adeptus Titanic. We are talking the big one that when, I when bought. When did you buy it? When it came out. <laughs> <laughs> How long you ago were there? Was that? I think you were yeah. there when I bought it. Yeah. yeah. I think How so. long ago was that? Three, three and a half ish. It was Games Day before Warhammer Fest existed. So we were. At, it's been fest for quite a while, hasn't it? It's been fest for a while. I'm fairly mm. sure it's Games Day. I can't remember. I think it might have still been. Was it still at Coventry? or Was it at Warhammer World that year? I can't remember. Either way, it was when it came out, and I remember them. I, I'd wanted one as soon as they announced it. Yeah. Um, got clearance from management. Got. Did so, they press a secret button when you ordered it? <laughs> <laughs> well, the queue to buy them was was pretty long. Uh, I wasn't the only one in the queue. And they had eight available on the day. I didn't get the first eight because everyone's after the certificate. Yeah. Right, the lowest yes, the number, number certificate, certificate yeah. which means absolutely nothing, by the way. <laughs> Not for a collector, it doesn't. Yeah, but if you are a Titan fanatic, you, you want the certificate and you want right. it as low numbered because that means that you're an idiot. So I got number 27. Um, so yeah, I got in the queue. Uh, I didn't get the first eight. And in fact, what I heard from the guy that was first in the queue didn't get number one. Oh, really? He got number seven, I believe. Ooh, I think number one is the one that's actually in. The one for the cabinet, right? Yeah, yeah. The one so they right. st- I think they still issue themselves their own certificate. <laughs> uh, but he didn't get number sure. one, which is what... I think he got there at like five in the morning to try that's and crazy. get the first one. That's but, crazy. Um, he didn't get the lowest number. But anyway... <laughs> fast, turning up at five in the morning and getting number seven. Right? Fast, fast forward three years, uh, and I actually started painting it this year. Mm. And just before Christmas Day, I finished it. That's awesome, because I've really enjoyed the videos you've been putting up of it as you've been working over, what, the last 18 months-ish? Yeah, it's good. Look, well, look yeah. here, it's probably suggested. No, it's, it's up in the... You're supposed to point to the corner. I can't remember which YouTube which, which, It goes, yeah, it goes I, in a corner. I can't remember which way Recommended it videos down the side. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually, um, usually dash cam videos or something <laughs> for me anyway but yeah either way weird, weird obsession <laughs> weird obsession moving on uh, all I was waiting for to do was the guns I'd done most of the other work before hmm. uh, and it got to the last month and I thought you know what I have committed to people that watch this channel and several social media outlets yep. that I would complete it and so I sat down over nine evenings and finished the guns Oof. Can you confirm or deny that the reason it took you so long was because you were painting yellow over black? Using Tamiya flat yellow, that is very easy. Ah, yeah. ah. Top tip. We put that in the hobby <laughs> tip section. Like, yeah. yeah. Tamiya, Tamiya yellow. flat yellow over black, <laughs> two coats through an airbrush, perfectly smooth and lovely. Nice. That's good since we just lost the ability to use Avalanche Sunset out of a can. So. Yeah. So that was, that, was, that was what I used. Um, because there's a lot of yellow, because I've gone with the Legio Astorum, if you've been watching the uh, the progress, mm-hmm. and seen the the final video, which was two videos ago from when this comes out. Uh, I'll put a link in we'll the description eye, below. Yeah. That'll do. Let's yeah. do that, and then we haven't got a point to corners. No. Um, we'll make a caveat to probably put a description if we remember in our uh, in our podcast notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do some links. <laughs> That'll do. If we remember. <laughs> yeah. So either way, uh, that was my hobby progress before Christmas. Uh, then we had some Dark Uprising come out, so I actually spent two evenings cleaning up the mould lines. And that cutting, is a big box of Cutting <laughs> Dark Uprising terrain from the sprue. If you've seen the box and the picture on the Warhammer community page of the, this mountain of sprue, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I removed all that and put it in a really useful box ready to try and remember to paint it. Um, had a little layout and a little play around mm. and see what combinations you can do, but just cleaning that stuff up took... A lot of effort. Yep. So that was that was a few evenings. I think that's what I did in the rum coma between Christmas and <laughs> Christmas and New Year. 
Nice. Um, and then finally, there's been a there's been a few people, Glenn included, one of our close uh, gaming buddies, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's done it, uh, and also one of my Patreons, Bitsbox.co.uk, uh, subtle plug, thank you, Bitsbox, uh, is to make containers into like bizarre gun shops. It's so good. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, people have seen, there's been a few people that have done this now, and you basically take all your old guns that you've never used, uh, spares off of vehicles, yep. dreadnoughts, you name it, all those grenade pouches that you've never yep. attached to a Marine, uh, and then you build one of those containers. They are Munitorum containers. Munitorum containers. You leave the front off, you make a little table out of leftover sprue or, or um, movement trays. Modular movement tray. Modular yeah, movement which is tray. great. Uh, and then you stick all the guns yeah. on the inside and it looks like a shopping centre for illegal firearms <laughs> in the 41st millennium. It's like one up yeah. from the back of a back of an SUV. Yes. Yeah. Yes, or a Towerox. Yeah, because yeah. that's where it comes from. Great to add characterful terrain pieces like that to your gaming table. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Yeah. So I haven't decided how I'm going to glue it all together yet, because you know I do those 12-inch square terrain tiles. Yeah. Plastic glue. Um, yeah, well, other than that. <laughs> um, but whether I want it to be a fixed piece on you know, two 12 by 12 squares right, that you yep. can rotate around and use in a normal game like I've got mm-hmm. with my other terrain pieces, or whether to have them freestanding and floaty uh, and use them in kill team. I or think loose else. scatter so you can use them in kill team. If you're building up your Dark Uprising Zone Mortalis terrain, um, you can use it in that. I think having it loose gives you more options. Definitely. Mm-hmm. definitely. Okay, well there we go. That's uh, That was my hobby progress uh, since you last did a podcast. So does that mean that your Zone Mortalis work from Dark Uprising is now further along than your actual Zone Mortalis board from Forge World? Well, you know when I bought the Warlord Time? Yes. That's when I bought the Zone Mortalis. Oh, is that the one where you paid with, with, um, with vouchers? vouchers? Yes. Oh my god, they wanted to murder you because they, they had to type in the, the <laughs> serial code. number of each voucher individually. Correct. Correct. Yes, oh it's less, less of this, more of... That was, that was Warhammer Fest because we had to spend like Great. 45 minutes waiting for you to pay at the tech house. Yeah, because they, they yeah, didn't have I'm a scanner that. to scan barcodes. No. I don't think the vouchers came with barcodes, so they had no, to they had enter to press, manually. They had to press the value on the till, yeah. type in the serial number, rip up the, rip up the voucher and do the next one. And do you know the, uh, the bad thing about those uh, Forge World tiles, which they don't make anymore? They're 90% the size of a plastic one. They are. Other than the price difference, they don't. They're not compatible. That's what I mean. They're, they're the different size. They're not compatible with the new plastic ones. Yeah. So the door sections that you get with yep. the new ones don't fit in the gaps on the Forge World ones, and the tiles themselves are six millimeters higher. Yeah. than the new plastic ones that Games Workshop released. That's because all the pieces in the plastic one go together, rather than the wonkiest Forge World ones that don't go together. Yes. So you can mount your t- the plastic ones on a six millimeter board. It brings them right height, right. but they're not the same. And they they, they yeah. would look like they would go together, but you can't do the doors and no. some of it. But you could build over the top of it. But the little pilot or the little what are they called the 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 corner pieces the corner pieces yeah. and the bits to raise up your board that you get on the plastics don't fit on top of no. the other ones. So you can use it, but you can't. Yeah, best oh, well. to one. And if you are going to take something away from this video, do not try and pay for a Warlord Totem with vouchers, yep. because the <coughs> till operator will try and murder you with the scanner. Yeah, which doesn't work. No, which doesn't work. Unless he like, sh- sharpens it into like, some <laughs> sort of shiv. <laughs> but, yeah, you said that that's what you got done over your Christmas period? Indeed. Shall Ooh. I go next? Yeah, it won't take long. I mean, in, <laughs> in show notes order, I am next. I'll go for it then. 
won't take long, as you did say. I'll start off by saying it was very busy, very busy Christmas periods. Um, I have a baby, for those people that don't know, um, as does my wife. So I didn't... Wait, wait, wait. wait. She also has a baby or she doesn't know? So you've got two babies? Oh, God, that's... Is this like Angelina and Brad? No, no. Yeah, Brad and Angelina. No, no, she she has a baby that um, I share with her (laughs) in our family home. Um, Oh, God, where am I? Uh, Yeah, so anyway, it was busy. I didn't get much done. However, uh, for those people that have listened to the podcast before, I was working on uh, Adeptus Custodes. So um, I had bought um, a load of custodies and were painting the custodian wardens. Yep. So they're the elite's choice. They're the guys with the... Bathrobes. Bathrobes, half bathrobes around there. Like when you get out of the shower and you put the towel around your, your midriff, that's what they look like. Um, and apparently that makes them elite status. That's a, it does. a graphic description of a bathrobe though. It is. And it, like it. it also makes them like 50 times the price of a guardsman. Yeah, um, but how does nails? Yeah, they do not die. <laughs> they do not die. Uh, so I finished them. So I, I had started off with um, greys. I, I think it was, um, is it Storm Vermin Fur? Storm Vermin Fur, yeah. That's the sort of the brownie grey. Uh, so they're all based off of that um, with red as the, the robes colours um, with blue gems. So that's what I did this this uh, period. I did the, the gems and all the details around There's a lot them. of faffing on those models. There is a lot of details and a lot of faffing, but... Three models to a unit. Technically, you painted a unit. I did paint a unit. So what you're saying is you managed to paint one model a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was essentially condensed down into three nights or so. Um, but yeah, one model a night there. Wow. Uh, so no, I was doing all the details, all the gems. Uh, I've done the gems light blue to tie them into the golden boys. Um, uh, well, well, that's a good idea. The, the, the standard version, and yeah. they've got the red cloaks to sort of also tie them in. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to go too far fetched where they've got like purples and and greens. And yeah, we like to keep our forty k realistic. Yeah, it's got to be grounded in solid. No, reality. I just wanted to tie them into the the, the classic Custodes <laughs> look without doing the classic. Gold and red. Did you um, do the soulstone blue technique over silver? Uh, they are so small. I'll tell you what I did do. I used... Um, so, I'll take you on a story. Oh, great. Right. Buckle you, up. Or I'll tell you a story. Uh, once upon a time, mm-hmm. um, there was an Age of Sigmar army uh, called the Caradran Overlords. Oh, a project you once worked on. A project I once worked on, and, and the... Bits and bobs are all in my closet and all sorts. Um, however, there was a video on how to paint the big skyships that they have. And the uh, I think they're called like Ether. Aether, I think they're all based around Ether, as in A-E. Wow, you said Ether, Ether and Ether all in one sentence. There you that's... go. That's, that's for all, all of our uh, people out there. <laughs> there's, there's at least six people watching by now. Yep. yep. Um, or, or the other... Three turned off, and well, the three groups of those understood those references. Yes, didn't understand the other two references. Uh, but anyway, the I think they're called like ether balloons or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the big things that hold up the sky ships, yeah. the way that um, they are painted through Warhammer TV, they actually did a guide on them and was to paint blue going into white in the center. Like there's power from mm-hmm. within. Well, okay. So that's basically. How I've done the gems. Well, so not very, the classic very gemstone, then. Tiny, no. small gems. You've managed to get that effect. Um, I was about to go. They're about this big, which means nothing to anyone out there. Um, they're tiny. Yeah. I mean, people listening can't 
see and people watching know how like don't know how big my hands are. So. That's true. <laughs> Moving on. Um, no, so they are very small. Uh, the the bigger gems, I could I could do it in like three different colours. Mm. Mm. Uh, so I think it starts off and works away up to a barrel of blue, which is the edge colour. Yeah. Uh, and then a white in the middle. Uh, and then an art coat over the top to make it shiny. Nice. So yeah, I, I finished off those Custodian Wardens. Um, people on our Instagram and um, listeners to the show would have known that I have done some marble bases for them. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I've done three marble bases, finished the three guys. Have you got them on their bases? No. Oh, come on, man. I want to see what they look like as a whole thing. I, I could take a picture of them standing on the base, but it wouldn't be stick, stuck down. Mm. I also need to... So my wife is going out on Friday. Um, it's this is of, exciting. Bit of insight into the family <laughs> calendar. Uh, <laughs> party time, then. If, well, no, I think the baby. Well, but Dave's address in the description below. <laughs> uh, we're all welcome. Oh, don't be put... No, no. It's going to be like one of those house parties on Facebook disasters. I welcome the interaction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, again, I've forgotten where I am. You, so, we're having a house party. So uh, she is out on Friday. Yep. Um, so I have the house to myself. And when I put uh, said... A form, aforementioned baby to bed. Um, I will get out the airbrush and I will gloss varnish nice. the uh, marble. Um, that's the only thing that's missing from them. You're gonna have to bulk do all your airbrush work in one go, right? Because yeah. you've got a lot of setup to do. Yeah. I... Can you do your browns on your other studies that you're waiting to do as well? Kind of like maximise that session. So if we move on to the next bit. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I am now working on the Vexilus Praetor. Which is the banner bearer and the yeah. chapter ancient of mm-hmm. the, the custodies. He was originally the uh, test model for the colours of the armour and robes. So he already has the, mm-hmm. the robes down and, and the armour down. Um, but he needs to do all the details, the gems, the banner as well. You've got a lot of work to do, Sam, still. Yeah, to, to him. I've also built and um, undercoated the Achilles Dreadnought. So he's the guy with the massive Guardian Spear yep. Dreadnought from Forge World. Which we uh, bought when we were at Dave's birthday. Is that the one you bought? Yes. Yeah. up for in the, October. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was technically the first model for the Custodian cool. side. He was. Um, but I didn't want to paint him straight away because I wanted to get the colour scheme down on smaller models. Yep. Um, so yeah, he is still to paint. Um, so when I get the airbrush out, I will do all of the marble effects on all of the bases uh, using the PVC, EPVC, mm-hmm. not UPVC. Nope. Don't want to be cutting up windows. All the yeah, all the bases for the models that I have. Uh, mm-hmm. Do the marble effect, gloss them, and then do the base coating armor on some custodian wardens that I've been building. Nice. So uh, these are the no, not the custodian wardens, custodian <coughs> guards that I've been building. Right, those are the regular, regular, Re- regular super, regular fifty-five right, models. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, regular space marine captains, pretty much. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so they are in a squad of four for my... Mm-hmm. Oh, a squad of three for my 500-point um, list. You've got to keep them cheap, right? Because you're working on a 500-point list. You really can't cram many of them in there. Yeah, so I've stuck a, a, a Storm Shield in there. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the look of the massive swords that they the have. The gun swords look... Oh, they're so stupid. They're not as good as the, the Guardian Spear. No, 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 they're, 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 they're built in bolt gun at the end. I remember yeah. making those before these models existed. I the, did. Before, the, before it was called. Cool. Hipster Nick. I, I, I converted some Custodian uh, guards. Okay. Hmm. 
using top knots from Eldar model. Oh no, the he- pointy hats from Eldar. Oh model. yeah, yeah, yeah. Orc yeah, yeah. top knots. And yeah. I made I made jet bikes using corrugated plastic and all. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, Different side to it that we've never seen. Yeah. I'll have to find some pictures. Yeah, make an effort. Spice my rage. Yeah, I, I I sold them for a lot of money. Wow. Mm. Probably on twenty-five mil basis as well. <laughs> no, they were on the the bikey basis. Oh, but yeah, the okay, bit yeah, yeah. the bike basis. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Enough about you. <laughs> Dave's just Dave's just doing our regular out of the box. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not, I'm just yeah. I've not even converted these guys. Not even converted because there's so few models in the yeah, army. Yeah, you haven't got to worry about I it. I just might as well do the box guys. Yeah. Um, you can't do much converting mm. with them though because the two-handed stuff. The arms are pretty fixed. If you start yeah. getting a bit flex, you start messing around with that. It's difficult. Mm. Well, if we go back to previous point, I don't like the six big swords. Mm. There is a guardian spear with one hand. Yes. Oh, nice! Yes. Yeah, the storm helps. shield, and he has one hand, obviously. Um, so I have uh, given the guy a guardian spear, although he'll count as the sword and shield. And mm-hmm. um, I basically got it for the three up in one. Yep. Um, are you putting him on a jet bike and calling him a captain and doing two more? No. no, no, I am not. Are you going to use a jet bike at some point? Yes, because they are cool models. Are cool. He is, he's know. the second HQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll have um, a shield captain as actually a leader of an army. That's controversial. Yeah, um, no, he'll be actually leading custodies as he was meant to, not thirty-two blokes mm-hmm. for eight command points and and a knight. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 which you spend all the command points on. Ugh. That's that's how this game works, isn't it? Used yeah. to. Used to. A few uh, points changes have uh, changed that, and a few keyword changes have also. And mm. also, they brought out the Space Marine Codex, so everyone goes, well, <laughs> yeah. so they well, really I want true. those 32 guardsmen. Yeah, been, been them, we've just all painted, yeah. sprayed them all black and called them Iron Hands. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, he will be in the army. I uh, haven't bought them yet. Uh, they come in a three, so I will paint up one as a shield captain um, but I will also um, have them all looking generic so mm. I could have them as the squad because um, they are very very good and they're also very good for capturing points in an army that has very few models objective capturing is is difficult so if you've got some fast moving durable units mm-hmm. that can hit like a brick and actually get people off objectives uh, they're very good for zooming around the battlefield yep. tactics but yeah, that's that's what I got done over the Christmas period. Um, so actually, saying it out loud, I actually got a bit more done than I thought. That's because you tend to say it out loud in a very lengthy, wordy... I do, yeah, I tend descriptive to... Manner. In a Jeremy Clarkson kind of way, where, where two words would suffice. <laughs> I painted... <laughs> You've made Stodian Guard. <laughs> Power! Power! Yeah. That guy, honestly. Um, <clears throat> but no, I also forget to write it down in the show notes, and then as I'm true. spitballing... It's a key keyword from the industry there. <laughs> Which industry is that? <laughs> Could we just not? <laughs> uh, moving on, Rich. Yeah, Rich, please. What did, what, did, what did you get done? Let's let's bring bring it down into reality here. I did not do any more uh, with the contrast project. I was supposed to, in my little project plan, because I'm a nerd, uh, finish the bases and then call it all done. But it's been Christmas time. It's been family time, so it wasn't the most sociable thing to do, go and sit in the other room and paint bases. So I use this oh, to <laughs> kind of do the same sort of thing as you did, Nick, and attack the Dark Uprising box. Did, so, you have, did you have fun with the clippers as much as I did? I mean, fun is a strong word. Yeah, sat down in front of the TV, my wife was doing some knitting, so I thought clipping time, got the frames out, 
They're big A4 size frames, hefty plastic, loads of contact points. I really mm-hmm. had to go at it. So I just got the clippers out and basically held them in this orientation and just clipped every piece on this side of the frame, turned it, every piece, turned it, turned it, turned it, production lined it, and within like two hours, I think I clipped everything off the there's frame. There's 14-odd frames in that kit. <clears throat> and as you said, with fi- a gazillion... Is it 16? It's 15 frames of... The Zone Mortalis stuff. Yeah. 15 yeah. frames of Zone Mortalis yeah. stuff. You get the A4. Necromunda. Yeah, they're big ones, mate. Yeah. Necromunda um, barriers and decorative yeah. sprue. Yeah. And the pipes. You get the, the pipes, pipes as well. Pipes. And yeah. a whole set of pipes. Yeah. So you get a lot of terrain in there. Yeah. So yeah, clipped it all off. Uh, cleaned it all up. Um, again, like you, scrape, scrape, scrape. I have an entire... I did it over the actual box it comes in, and there's like a snow-like layer of scrapings at the bottom. I did exactly I think I cut one out over a box as well, just to oh. try and capture the mess, uh, like the scrapings and <clears> the clipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Then I had to assemble them all. I watched a couple of videos of people who've done them online um, of how to go about doing this, um, because you're supposed to... Like the towers in the middle, you've got to glue each side together and then you stand it on top of the location plug at the bottom and one at the top. Don't glue them together, but you use those to kind of hold them to the right shape. Yep. Let it set and then punch those out and do the next one. So I just did like, again, uh, assembly lined it all the way through. Um, and yeah, it took quite a lot of time. But I then did the same as you and had a bit of a play around with the setups that you can do. You can do so much. Yeah. I still couldn't work out whether I want to do left hand stairs, straight stairs. I did a straight stair and a left turn stair. left turn stair, yeah. um, Because you can do all sorts with the staircases. Mm. Because the staircases are modular. It's the most modular thing they've ever churned out. It's It's staircases. They're 40k staircases. It's the first ever set of stairs. Is it? I know they made them so that the gap between the steps is bigger than a base rim. So you can slide the models up each step. So if you make it halfway up the stairs, your model can be halfway up the stairs. Without wobbling model syndrome and saying he about counts that. as being there actually he really can that. be there nice um, overall I felt that actually it assembled really really well like the pieces actually went together in right angles as opposed to normally when you assemble stuff like that it's like a parallelogram because you put the bits and the plugs in the bottom <laughs> and the top it holds it in its shape it's so true though it's true isn't it I've yeah. assembled enough stuff it's got little tabs and you're like, oh that'll be square doesn't look square nope. um, <laughs> and it came to painting it and I laid it out in front of me and it fills that dark, the dark uprising box is massive and it fills it with pillar after pillar after piece. And I was looking at it, I was thinking, this can take forever to paint. Yep. Um, so I followed my own advice and Oof. basically ripped off um, Sol Vince from Instagram again on his how to paint terrain video uh, tips because. Uh, I mean, if you're going to rip off someone <laughs> that's a terrain painter, he's pretty he's much really the way good. To, <laughs> um, much the way to go. So I primed everything. Um, so I primed everything black except for the pipes and the doors. I primed them in lead, the last bit of lead belch that I had left because then it was just going to be much, much faster. Um, and I got a whole bunch of cans, uh, spray cans from a graffiti website um, who had a Black Friday deal. And I got them for £3 a can, what? which I thought was pretty good for colour pri- acrylic paints. Yikes. So we'll, we'll check out the local train station bridges yep. later Actually, and yep. see what we've got. I can barely draw a stick man, so I'm pretty sure graffiti is beyond me, but yeah. uh, sure, why I'm not? start tagging trains and stuff Absolutely. Like that, yeah. So I wanted, to, oh, yeah. I wanted to do the rust effect like I talked about doing with my orcs a long time back, but for them I had um, something else that I spray painted through to act as a template, but that is long since gunked up and lost. So I made my own template by getting a small piece of MDF, uh, randomly drilling a whole load of holes in it to kind of make it... Um, just this mesh of material 
um, to put over the pieces, spray through it, and it does random splotchy effects. Oh, nice. Okay. So, because the spray burst is quite big, you can't do like splotchy areas, yep. and sponging the whole thing would take forever. So I sprayed a dark brown, let it dry, sprayed a medium brown, like a, like a ready brown. The world's heaviest stencil. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. It got pretty gunked up through the process, um, and then once I'd done that, I sponged on just the orange. Because the orange is only a little bit here and there, so doing that sponging wasn't so bad. Got a big piece of sponge, the GW plastic palette, and just went to town doing it really fast to get everything covered. And then everything's dried. Um, I went at it with the sponging of the Maskol, or masking fluid. This is Solvince's thing. Um, I used the Vallejo masking fluid, which is way better than the Maskol Humbrol branded stuff that you can get in like hobby craft and your hobby stores. So is this the same effect <clears throat> that people used to do with salt weathering? Hairspray yes. And salt. yes, but you've got but to then, proper product. They've got to spray it with the hairspray, then you've got to sprinkle the salt on. Then when you're taking it off, you've got to water you've got to use water to remove it. This I just did the sponging on with the masking fluid, let it dry, which takes like 10-15 minutes. By the time I'd done the whole batch and got it out to the garage, it was all dry. Um, hit it with the top colour. So I did a yellow on the storage vats, um, a grey blue on all the wall pieces um, and a, br- a tan colour on all the walkways. Let that dry. And then you just rub the masking fluid off and the chipping just comes off in one go. Nice. So I ended up using... You need something that's firm enough to remove the masking fluid because it does bind quite strongly. Mm. Well, the, the masking fluid doesn't but because you've sprayed it with a spray paint out of a rattle can that it sets with quite a solid shell. So to remove it, you've got to kind of put a bit of effort in. Does it just um, come off? Do you, do you need any solvent? Or no, it something? just flakes off because it physically rubs off. Nice. But the, the spray paint's quite tough, so you've got to kind of work at it a bit, which is why I went with um, the compressed cardboard that you get in cotton bud sticks. So I just chop the head off the cotton bud. Okay. And that paper, yeah. the, the compressed paper that the stick's made out of, is firm enough to rub off the masking fluid, but not so strong as to actually damage the paintwork underneath. So you wouldn't recommend cocktail uh, sticks? Cocktail sticks are too harsh. Too They'll harsh. damage the paintwork. Yeah. Um, you can get the, the compressed paper pencils from your art stores. So you just put them in a sharpener. But I just had I just had these um, combats around. Yeah. Trim the end off. Use the end for, a, 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 for, for the hobby tip later. Um, but use the actual paper stick that's left behind to just scrape it all off. It takes about four minutes to scrape the, all the masking fluid off of each piece. Um, so given that it took me... 30 seconds to spray paint it and 30 seconds to sponge paint it because I just went <laughs> done. I didn't pay any details to it and then put the masking fluid on. Each what a lovely piece sound is, for people at home. Great. Each piece has taken like six or seven minutes to paint. Which but I, you're which not I painting the fast. computer terminals and the pipes and stuff oh. like that. You're just going area effect. <clears throat> area effect. You get a massive contrast between the chipped off paintwork underneath and the colour that's going over the top so it looks good. Um, next up is to go over with some washes to add a bit of recess shading and kind of break it up a bit. But no, I'm not painting all the pipes and details on the consoles because there are 12 of those pillars, eight individual wall pieces, four in- four double-sized wall pieces. Yep. It's just going to take forever, mate. Like, you'll never get it on the table. So having used those sprays, I used the Cobra brand ones because I tried Montana Gold before, which a lot of people recommend. Cobra? Cobra with a K. It's a... Graffiti spray can manufacturer. Not, not I don't know. Like beer in a Chinese. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it's actually Indian. Oh, it's Indian. Indian. Yeah. Indian Sorry, yeah. Um, and the problem, the, the thing is, like, you can't do like a dusting effect with them. I've seen people do it on videos on the internet on, on YouTube, but I don't believe that they actually did it in the same way or it didn't look quite right. I've tried the dusting from a distance. It speckles really badly because um, it dries before it hits the model. 
Um, I tried doing it up close and you've got to work close. And I realise it's because they're designed for people doing graffiti work, right? People from graffiti work don't spray from as far back as we prime models. Yeah, we, we like we 10, prime 12, 10, 10, 12 away. inches yeah. away. They're right. spraying two, three, two, yeah. three inches away. So that's what I started doing. Quick passes... Close up so that you get a nice flat layer. I was going to whack you flipping YouTube comments and cut in the eye. Um, and it went on really smooth. And for a three quid a can, and a can, you know, I haven't even used half a can going through all these terrain pieces, so nice. it goes a long way. Excellent. Um, the base tiles that they come on, the zone more tiles, board yep. sections, I primed them grey. Um, did some bursts from a distance with a, another grey and a brown and a black just to kind of mottle it a bit. And I've masked off hazard stripes because, talking about the tile sizes that you were going on about earlier, I want to use mine for Kill Team. Mm -hmm. um, so Kill Team is not played in the same area as Necromunda. Those one by one inch, one, by, one foot by one foot tiles are for Necromunda because you play on a two by two area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kill Team is on a 22 by 30 inch area, which is incredibly specific. So how big are the tiles in the, in the set? They're exactly one foot. One 12 foot. by 12, yeah. So I've got six of them. And that makes an area that's too big. Um, Width-wise, it's 24 inches instead of 22, which I'm willing to accept. Length-wise, it's 36 instead of 30, which is quite a lot of extra space. So what I've done is the third Just mark tile... mark off the six inches and have them as deployments. Yeah, so the third tile in on four of the tiles, so three inches in, I've done a... Um, I've masked it off to do hazard, hazard blind spraying. Okay. On the, the tile section, so there'll be a deployment zone. Like a bench is the bench for yeah, uh, yeah the, the sin bin. So on it'll the bench, look yeah. like a deployment zone marking, yeah. but it'll also look like it's just part of the terrain because yeah. it has a straight lines because it's you know industrial. Um, but it'll show you where the kill team area of play ends. That's but right. if you want to use it for something else, it won't interfere with play. Like I was thinking about cutting them using <laughs> using just one tile and cutting a half, and I'm like. This is a pain in the backside because of the way it's structured. Yeah. Um, just use the spray instead. And those, those hazard stripes you've actually stuck up on our Instagram. Yeah, they come out, they come, they come out really well. And um, it's been a great project to sit and do in bits because Christmas is a time of doing loads of different stuff. You don't get large blocks. Of, mm. We didn't get large blocks of time to sit and do hobby. So like pop into the garage to quickly spend 10 minutes with a spray can and a, and a respirator because I nearly killed myself with fumes. <laughs> um and then popping back in the house, let it dry. It was. It's really good for doing. I've got ten minutes hobby time here. I'll just sponge the masking fluid on ten pieces, let them dry, go out and spray them, and doing it in bits and pieces worked out really well. I got loads done. Actual hobby time, like it's a couple of hours so far, and they're all at the stage where they just need a bit of weathering, and then they're done. You could do that in between prepping your Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe not. No. No, no, I like to be. I like to be laser focused. Laser, Christmas laser dinner focused. time. Yeah, yeah, no mucking about. I love my dad who forgot the parsnips and the uh, <laughs> and, and the carrots this year, which were in the oven, and then we had our dinner, oh. and then he went back to the oven and realised that he was missing parsnips. One of the best key parts. Sorry, Dad, but yeah, you you ruined. Christmas. You've been rumbled on YouTube. Yeah. Sorry, he but yeah, he doesn't watch this nonsense. <laughs> so Fine. yeah, that was my hobby progress, and in three weeks, I think I actually got quite a lot done. Yeah. That's quite voluminous as well. It's not, not individual figure-wise, but no. getting terrain done takes it, it, a long time. It's in, it's it's in still in stages. Yeah. So like it's in like two boxes. There's just piles of terrain everywhere that I really need to actually tidy up because yeah. the house looks like a bomb site. Yep. My hobby room looks like a bomb site for exactly the same reason. Yeah. <laughs> right, should we get on to talk about GW releases then? Short section, I think. Yeah, let's get into it. Yes. Games Workshop releases. So, apart from the New Year's Open Day, which we'll get to, yep. we've only got one note down as the uh, the Primaris Dark Angel bloke. The bloke. 
Lazarus. Lazarus. There we all go. That, all that talk saying they'd never do Primaris Chaos, and here we are. Yeah, there, we, there we are, yeah. Um, beep, 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 beep. Fabius, well, Fabius Ball has been busy. <clears throat> He's pretty cool. And he comes with the options as well, which I really like. A lot of the special character things they've done, like the sergeant who has the, the you know, he's got his helmet under his arm or whatever. All those Primaris characters have Amadeus, had... Uh, something like that. Whatever. Um, <laughs> they've, they've all had... Single pose, uh, no choices. This guy's single, got a single, uh, uh, weapon, weapon option mm. and a helmet option, so you can go helmeted or non-helmeted. Yes. And some of these poses look like they've been recycled a little bit as well. Has anyone noticed that some of the it's the? I mean, how many how the, many different ways? There can aren't a, that many heroic-looking poses you can do. But he's a space marine. He's options. a space marine that's going to be with a sword or a power fist and a helmet yeah. or a pointy hand. That's pretty much all they do. A lot of people are complaining on the internet because it's the internet. Um, that they've allowed uh, a Primaris into the inner circle because it's supposed to be, you know, Primaris are from the outside because they're new, introduced, and the inner circle is the secretive nonsense that the Dark Angels like to do. Back from the rock and all that kind of stuff. And I they, mean, they won't know. They weren't from yeah, Canada. They weren't whatever. there, man. They like, weren't there. <laughs> they weren't there. They weren't there, man. But uh, you've got a good stat line, so you're in. <laughs> I think it's cool that GW are basically just continuing to do what they want to do, despite the fact that some fanboys might complain about it. Are you saying they are rewriting the fluff? Yes, to suit to suit the models. Who, who would ever have thought they'd do that? Mm, I don't know. Well, you know the the Ultramarines, they're in the Victrix Guard now. More, there's more Primaris in the Victrix Guard than there are oh, really? old school Marines now. Good, because so old school if, Marines are awful. So if you if you I've, I've been listening to the audiobooks for Dark Imperium and Plague Wars, which is the one that follows it. All right, yeah. So it's the return of Rabute Gilliman after all the Primaris models yeah, have come yeah. out, and then facing down uh, uh, Mortarion in oh, the cool. end. Uh, so it's all the, all that going Spoiler. on in the Ultramar system, and um, yeah, most of his Victrix Guard, a fair number of his Victrix Guard, are now Primaris. Okay. So it's the integration. What did they call them? The Grey Shields before they were put into chapters yes. and stuff. So it's all about the integration of that. It's a really good, really good listen. Okay. Um, highly recommend it. Hmm. So that's my, my commute listen. Um, yeah, so uh, I can see why the inner circle of, you know, the hierarchy of some of the other chapters are going to start. Unsure about. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for, like, Wolfguard to perhaps start yeah. getting Primaris Wolfguard. Well, they did it with, um, there was the massive uproar because they gave Blood Angels access to Primaris uh, Death Company. Yes. Mm. Um, but they are still made from the, even though Belisarius Crawl tried to kind of clean it up and make things... Uh, go right. Um, genetic material is genetic material, and it's not perfect. They've still Correct. got the, the, the yeah, red range. Yeah. yeah. News open day, Dave. What did we get from that though? You mentioned it. So, I didn't even know was, I didn't know what's happening. That's how much awareness I'm paying to what's going on. So I had seen a very grainy picture of a um, a Tau commander that yep. I had very nicely converted, um, and out comes at nine thirty a.m. GMT. Yep. Out comes Shadow Sun, the reworked Shadow Sun updated model in plastic. Because my one is in fine cast, and I freaking hate it. Yep, yeah, um, fine cast. But yeah, suddenly she is bigger, is in a much more dynamic pose. Mm-hmm. Has through one, the Rubicon. Yeah, yeah, has one of those. <laughs> yeah. 
Has one of those cool heroic bases that all yep. the characters seem to have now. She's got four arms. Mm. And she's not a space marine. It's General Grievous with the four, two arms that become four and has got more yep. weapons and I mean, trackers and she's, missiles. She's still and got the two fusion blasters. Which, which is cool. cool. Yep. And she's putting one of them sideways. New, like new drones as well. Are they new drones? She's got no new tactical yes. ability. Dro- they're not just chilled or gun drones. No, they're, 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 they're fancy new drones. Things. Well, no, yeah. she, she had the two had anyway. weird drones before, but they mm. have been reworked. And yep. they look a lot more similar to each other than the old ones yep. did. The old one had like a big fin and the other one was like a small marker drone, I think. Yep. Um, but no, she looks really cool. A lot bigger to because my Shadow Sun model is the size of a guardsman. Yeah, she's I've the same size as the old stealth suits, right? Yeah, yeah, I've got a flying because um, she was originally positioned on top of a, like a, a rocket or a, a bit of debris on yeah. a base. Uh, so I just cut that away and stuck a rod in a suit. In, yeah, thank you. So I, was, that. I was yep. going nope. somewhere else there, but nope. uh, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> Don't do the hair gesture, <laughs> That's when people stop watching the video yes. and go to the audio format. Yes. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, there is a, a big rod in her back um, attached to a base, so she, it looks like she's flying. I think I can do the same thing with the same base with this new model. Okay. Because she looks like she's flying. Yeah, done a really good job of keeping it dynamic. It's dynamic, it's very dynamic, yeah. So, so I think I could pick this up, paint it up, and uh, replace it as the... Shadow Sun's rules, but I didn't have it as Shadow Sun because they're like a, a lost colony. Yeah. But uh, the, 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 the rules uh, with the two fusion blasters are really cool. So Yeah, I, I really like it. I'm, I've never been a huge Tau fan, so it's just another Tau suit to shoot at. Another Xenos race. I mean, I'm no, I know that Finecast is awful, so anything that replaces that yeah. is good. I mean, people are still going to complain the minute another Space Marine model comes out that Xenos don't get anything, despite the fact they just got a new model. But, yes. Uh, yeah, well. I mean, this is the longest the Imperium has gone without a new model. In... Speaking of uh, yeah. new Imperial models. Sisters of Battle. Oh, that statue. Oh, you, well, I want it for my table, man. Mr. Oh, right, right, right. Right. Who, who, you could have put that in the middle of your um, cathedral. I'm not replacing the, the Space Marine statue that's there because one, it's glued down. Like and uh, two, it's very cool. Come on, man. Come on, man. No, I think that um, I'll just have it as like a separate piece that yeah. you can kind of put I'm, it I'm totally on board with that terrain so piece. Good. Um, I'm, a, so good. I'm a big so terrain good. fan, so I, I definitely want that to add to my, my collection of Although it does look statues. like she's halfway through changing into her battle armour because the top half is all armoured and the lower half is all in uh, robes with her bare legs. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, so she's like in the middle of... Uh... It's still a living saint, you're going to argue? No. no. I wonder what it was, because it has rules in the Codex. So we've seen it in the Codex as part of the Sister Battle Box, um, but there was no inclusion of a picture of the model. Mm. So is it like just a... It's a terrain feature. It's a, it's a, it's a terrain feature with, a, with an aura kind of yeah, thing. It's an aura it's effect you... from a fortification slot, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. Yeah. it gives you some cool rules. They'll probably do something wish. with the magic dice, whatever they're called. What are the special dice that you get? Miracle, Miracle, dice. Dice. Miracle dice. It might do something with that. Mm. Uh, morale and stuff like that is normally what Funny you should say that. Talking of Miracle Dice, I, I looked at the notes and I thought that's a segue right there. Yeah. Oh, oh you, you've, you've played this game I've before. played this game before. Those dice. Yeah, New Sisters of Battle Dice. What are they? They are different religious iconography that, like, thirdly and different things with slight hints at what number they might be. They are not as bad. They are not as bad as the wood elf ones that came out, the sylvan elf ones, which had branches and they had to count the number of leaves on the branch to see what the dice number was. That was stupid. No, the death guard where you had to count the number of pustules. Of of pustules that were sticking out, yeah. That was... 
They're cool for miracle dice, though, because you don't have to roll. Well, you have to roll it once, and then you just yeah, put it to one side. So it's a bit better. You roll it once, go. What's that? Five. Five. And then uh, every turn you want to use a miracle dice, you have to go and reference your pool of dice and still try and work out what they. They look they really are. cool. I don't think they function very well as. No, dice. these these the same which dice. is which is which yeah. is the current system that they're going with. Right? The themed dice have been so bad recently. Yeah. yeah, they are a cool idea, but you can't see what numbers they. Are. No. Why yeah. not just put an icon on the six and just be, and done, be done with, with it? it? Yeah. There's there's one thing worse than you using those dice though. It's when your opponent uses them and then rolls them and goes, yeah. Fives. <laughs> and you're like, like what was that? <laughs> they, they were? Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just killed my knight with that Gretchen? Like, they do sixes, Dave. Yeah, well, I do, well, so I had, <laughs> do the, you know? The sixes are the only ones you can bloody see, because they've got the pictures <laughs> on them. Um, anyway. Uh, no, but they also uh, revealed the uh, Retributors yes. and the Zephyrim. <laughs> yes. They are looking pretty cool. The yeah. Retributors are really good. I think you get quite a lot of weapon options. They've they are done, the uh, Devastator squad. The Devastator squad. Yep. And they have done, I think, you get a mixture of weapons in the unit, which normally is a problem. Um, if you have, like, the Devastators for Space Marines, for example, didn't have four LAS cannons, didn't have four missile launchers, you want to kind of put all of the same thing in. Yeah. But the sisters actually reward you for having a unit with mixed weapon options, because there is a stratagem for if you fire with a unit that has like a bolt, melter, and flamer weapon in it, you get a bunch of bonuses. Oh. So it actually encourages you to have those mixed weapon units. Although mixed weapons in Devastator squads used to be a, used to be a thing because you wanted to range match and you could only ever shoot one target. Right. Okay, now yeah, with Eighth yeah. Edition, with split, split fire, fire yeah. I think it, it's less of an less impact of an issue yeah. because you're not wasting stuff that isn't in range. Yeah, I think it's because you have the heavy flamer, which is a move up and shoot weapon with multi melters, which is a stand back and shoot. So yeah. there's a bit of a conflict there, but they look cool. I think so. it's, it's, they still work better in yeah. Eighth than they with the whole split. For everyone sure. can split fire thing, so not as bad. But but then you just take flamers and melters regardless for sisters. Yeah, definitely they're yeah. cool. Yeah, but apart from that. I don't think, for 40k at least, there wasn't too much no. else. Well, we could talk about the other pixelated picture. Um, uh, there is a pixelated picture going around. Make out of it what you can. Primaris bikes, question mark? Yeah, uh, not the, yeah the Primaris bikes, question mark. The Redemptor variant, potentially... It looked like a land speeder. It looked like a land speeder variant, Primaris land speeder, and... People had speculated that there was like another aggressive variant. It is so pixelated. So the best comment I'd seen is finally a 40k skin for Command and Conquer. Yes. Which was the best nice. best one I'd seen. And I was like, yeah, it really looks like that sort of granulation. I'm taking a picture with an 8-bit camera here. It's not just that it's blurry, it's that the, the pixels are massive. It's like, been deliberately distorted. It's, I, th- I think in, in my opinion, that is a deliberate GW. Here's our picture, but we're going to deliberately overlay it with a pixelated... I don't think so GW I, released it on purpose. I, I would say it's the other way around, because if it was accidentally released by somebody else, Games Workshop have been very good recently with following up with... Very uh, quickly, yeah. Here's the actual yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. So so they might do that in the next week or so. Wait and see. But, but yeah, a lot of their people have been on holiday themselves. Who's yeah, nice but they've managed to jump on top of that as quickly as they would have It's all that hotel-free Wi-Fi. Someone's nicked the image, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Right, do you want to cover your game versus Glenn then, Nick? I do. Let's get into it. So, you played our friend Glenn. I did. So, the Monday before Christmas. What number was that? 
I've lost track of 20... how days and dates align. Second-ish. Okay. 23rd, because it's 23rd. my birthday. Yeah. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. Well, give the game away. So normally, normally I do record uh, bat reps and stuff on my channel, but uh, okay. and also chapter approved yeah. 29, so I was guaranteed to get everything wrong. Oh, yes. And, oh, and yes. invite a comments barrage of... You did it but the lot. internet would have been very kind to you. Have you seen the internet <laughs> on battle reports? Um, this is why we don't run a YouTube yes. channel. Yes, so this was my this first... as well. <laughs> so this was my first chapter proof 2019 game. Yeah, I wanted to experiment with the points change, so I ran my Zinch yep. Demons because they've had some interesting changes. We're not going to get into that. We won't get into all the points changes. No, no worries about that. I will do a future video on my channel where I will cover what impact it had on my Zinch forces. If you want me to come on and scream as to why that happened, yes, <laughs> no problem at all. Uh, <laughs> Glenn ran his Ultramarines. We played 1750 and we played one of the new Maelstrom missions. Nice. Ooh. Love a new mission. So the new missions, for those that haven't played, you uh, turn into Magic the Gathering and you start doing deck building. Ooh. Ooh. So what's your favourite card in the deck, Rich? Well, it's not uh, Domination. The it's not Domination, is it? <laughs> it's not Stratagems. <laughs> no, obje the objective cards. Domination is everyone's favourite where you've got to secure all six in one turn. Yeah, screw that. Screw that. So that's the one that always goes in the bin. So this... The, the new the new format for all of the new the new format missions yeah. is a minimum of eighteen cards. Oh, okay, right, yeah. And you can pick your cards after you've seen your opponent's army. Ooh. Okay. So if they don't have flyers, you can, you ditch, can ditch flyers. That. They don't yeah, have stuff okay. over ten wounds for the yeah, monster, monster hunter, hunter thing. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, um, so you can pick and choose. You have to have minimum of eighteen. Once you've achieved it, that's that card's gone. Okay. Uh, so you don't recycle those cards in the bottom of the deck so whether you want 18 will you score mm -hmm. all 18 in your turn but you, equally you know what's roughly coming up you still shuffle the deck mm -hmm. yeah. so you're not pre-building the deck yeah. based on your, where the objectives are no you're just rigging like the rough outcome in your favour yes so stuff that you will definitely score yeah okay so you're going to keep all the defend objectives all the secure yeah, objectives yeah. And then all the stuff that will suit your play stuff. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. So we did that. I think I didn't get rid of that many cards to be honest, because I could achieve most of them at so some good. point. Oh. <laughs> Demons are so yeah, they're top tier. Those you always <clears throat> seeing them in the uh, in the big tournaments. But I did run out my big chickens. So okay, the Lord yeah. of Change in Kairos, <clears throat> which I've painted Ooh. this year, not been used before. I did see that actually because uh -huh. I watched your uh, 2019 year in review. Oh, thank you very much. Yes. So yeah, there were two two things that I, I wanted to give a run out. They've they've dropped in points by a fraction. Um, your favourite unit that I take in my Zinch Demons, Rich, uh, the Flamer Bomb. No, it's, the it's the Exalted Flamers that can do one. The Exalted Flamers <laughs> are in there as well. They they've dropped by like 20 points as well, the Exalted Flamers. Uh, but regular Flamers came down as well in points, and you run those with a Herald and you Deep Strike those. And Why? Just, because, oh. because you're facing Ultramarines and who in cover. He's got a point. That is fair, actually. Actually, <laughs> that is fair. It was 1750. Mm. Ultramarines versus Zinch Demons. You, you draw five cards. Okay, yeah. And then you draw a further three which you show to your opponent and they can say can you get rid of that one to the bottom of your deck oh okay so it deprioritizes so it deprioritizes okay. the, the, the <clears throat> things and then from those five you pick three that you put into play for that battle round oh that's Ooh. really interesting yeah so you can sit there and go do you know what I might get to that objective yeah. in two turns time I'm going to bank that I might get domination yeah said no one ever said no yeah. one ever uh, but, it, but you can also then place one of those cards face down so your opponent doesn't know what it is ah okay so if you've got a secure objective or a particular target you want to yeah. kill and you don't want them to know 
what that is because there's, there's mm. reasons for that. So they might spend command points on re-rolling saves for it. Or yeah, they might yeah. do something strategically. Hmm, okay. Mm. So there's some really cool little um, tactical tricks that you can play with that. It sounds confusing, but I'm sure it's a bit easier It was playing. a little bit confusing. Mm. I think the more you play it, the more slick it will become. Right. Okay. Um, so we did that. The psychic powers in the Zinch Demons list are pretty terrible. So you've basically got high toughness, high wound counted smite sticks. Yeah. Uh, and they do increment on the smite count. You know, it's not like... Like uh, Brother oh, Brothers, yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's still yeah. five, six, seven, eight, but yeah. most Zinch characters get like a plus bonus as part of their stat lines yeah. are cast. Um, so all I did was run around smiting a lot. And at the end of the game, uh, it was exceptionally close because you're playing the mission now. You're not playing just to wipe people out. You're, yeah. you're playing to your cards. Yeah. So you're doing things that you would never typically do. So you had a chance against Ultramarines. So I had a chance against Ultramarines. And talking of that Zinch Demon Bomb, which is a favourite little trick of mine <coughs> with, with flickering flames. You know, so you they, know the they hit on twos. Or hit, wound they on hit twos. automatically wound, wound on, on twos. Uh, 9d6 shots. Yeah. But against Ultramarines in cover, kill one. Oh. What, what did you go against? Uh, they were against Hellblasters. Yeah, but, he, but yeah, Glenn was running his uh, his aggressors, but he did only run three. Yeah, good lad. Thank Not six aggressors, Bill. Yeah. No, it was, it was, they were sensible lists. I don't think they were... They <laughs> just were sat home like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we played sort of just to see what the difference was. My, my models had come down in a fair few points. Ultramarines haven't really changed. As they because I think every yeah. list is every faction is being balanced against marines now. Yes, yeah. that's so the new checkpoint. That seems right, to be yeah. the checkpoint. So, but yeah, very close game, and it came down to just one point. Oh, that's good. So, in in my favour, I might add, but it was like thirteen, twelve, or fourteen, thirteen, something like that. Very close because you are playing specifically to. Yeah the cards in your hand plus you can now pick and choose the cards yeah and you can actually burn those five cards and take four new ones for, oh, command, for a command point I take yeah I think they might be for a command point yeah, I can't remember be, yeah. but you, but, yeah, you so can burn the lot to one. but you, you do get one less for that's, the, that's called a mulligan if you yes. want to make magic references or, or golf reference is it? it's a golf reference I know that golf is involving hitting a stick with a no, sport, ball with a stick ball. Yeah, sport put it ball. the right way around that's um, my problem I've been putting the stick down and hitting it with the ball <laughs> yes. this is what I work with I know it's terrible Sports, uh, sports. Interesting moments. My Zinch demons did charge forward and do not a lot in combat and stuff. It was all down to some good shooting uh, and smite. Um, mm-hmm. Not that many perils, which was nice to see from this time. This time, <laughs> again, <laughs> and compared. To- yes, God, yeah. that was painful to watch. Right, like perils nearly every every time. Yeah. Double one, double one, and when I didn't need it, double six. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, but no, very close game uh, because you are playing to cards that you know that you can achieve. Yeah. Mm, so cool. I think it made for a very different type of game. You're not sitting there going, I'm just going to kill that unit. I'm just going to do that and then jump on objective. And yeah. It's You're now playing to that deck and you know what potentially is coming up. Mm-hmm. And equally, when you show your cards and your opponent gets you to deprioritize one, you know that's not potentially coming up until turn six. But it will come back around. It will come back around, but it's going to be yeah. very late in the game. So yeah. you know that if something like that, if like... Kingslayer is burnt, and that could, that's worth quite a lot of points because yeah, you can the warlord and everything it's D3 else. Plus so one, yeah. It's worth a few points if you lose that card. That's that's bad news. Have so, you had a look at any of the other uh, chapter approved twenty nineteen? I did have a skim through, so they still do the whole the, the, for the card ones because there's still the maelstrom ones and the eternal eternal, eternal war ones. Very nice. So. You played that in 2019. I did. Do you want to have a look back at your 2019 highlights? Sure. Do it. Let's do that. Um, so 2019 highlights for me. Uh, first off, humble brag moment. Go for it. Is the Hallows Gate campaign. Yes. What's that? So. 
Well, yeah. Is that a thing that we're losing? Yes, <laughs> yeah, that thing we're losing. We just want to I don't talk think about you, I don't think you might be losing this round. Wait, was, was your game against Glenn for Hallowed Gate? No, it wasn't. No. Good. It's just, uh, no, we, that's right. We were so, using different... Because uh, he's using his Adeptus Mechanicus and I'm using... True. Right, yeah, I true. could use my Zeev Demons in my... Force, so, but he was using something different. Tell us what Hallowed Gate is then, Nick, since we've already mentioned it multiple times. Multiple times, show. but just for those that haven't watched any of the battle reports or listened to your report, uh, your link podcast... Link uh, I can do that. I can do links in the description below and all that good stuff. Uh, but basically it was an idea to get uh, to expand our gaming friends a little bit yeah because we quite often play against each other um, mm-hmm. see a lot of the battle reports in this channel is mostly against you rich uh, <laughs> yeah so uh, we've got some other friends uh from uh, warzone warlock 40k so uh, there's three of those guys although <laughs> i did pat got sidelined he got simbined for, uh, for, for, yeah. for playing too much 40k uh, so we still have uh, Bill and Dave yep. and yet another Dave in the group uh, so there's basically it's the fourth movie not, yeah. not, not as well received <laughs> and, so and local teams. gaming friends yes and local gaming friends so we've already because mentioned they hate being called local gaming friends they, like they the do informed. oh really yes friendly Dave. acquaintances so yeah the uh, the campaign is 10 players 5 a side mm-hmm. so we have an Imperium side and a Chaos slash Drakari alliance the spiky uh, side the, the spiky side the spiky, spiky side. boys it's uh, a chaotic Faction as opposed to the chaos. Yes, faction. the chaos. Chaotic. Chaotic. Yes, yes. But it's an escalating format. So we started off with kilting. Yep. Mm-hmm. We then moved into a combat patrol, which was ripped out of a GW campaign weekend. Yep. Uh, we then moved into a thousand points. Our next games are two thousand. So the Imperium got smashed at yes. kill team and at combat patrol. Combat patrol. Uh, well, who's actually played games out of a thousand points then? I have. I have because I played Dave. Yeah. So uh, the Imperium's on the up. Yes. Well, I, um, I believe at the point of recording, it's 2-1 to the Imperium. We've got to claw it back. We've got oh, to claw it back. Spoilers here. We are the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the two that have won. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been an escalating mm. format set in the Hallows Gate, which was a fictitious system in the lead-up to the Vigilus system, yeah. which is the official, the official books uh, yeah. about the only passage between the... Cicatrix Maledictum. It's a crest across the Cicatrix yes. Maledictum. That's the warp rift across between the the, the dark side and the light side. And the, the dark the Imperium side. and yes, and the rest of the Imperium. The light Imperium. <laughs> so that that's the format. So it's supposed to be setting the Armada up to go and come into yep. Vigilus. So all the factions are represented, which is quite convenient because Vigilus has everything there. Yeah, just so they can sell models, maybe. Uh, but that's that's the that's the that's the, that's the, that's the format. Take but equally, we're playing it in a narrative way, but with match play points. Yeah, because that's fair. So we're not seeing a bad and the despoiler appear at a thousand. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Or Araman appearing at a thousand, and you know stuff like that. So we're taking lesser characters, mm-hmm. uh, and then we're just progressing through. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we're going to finish with an apocalypse game. That'd be sick. Venue TBC and all <laughs> that kind of stuff because it's nine players around the table. You need a lot of space. Need a lot of space. A lot of time to be able to do that. Yep. But we're and we are running about a month behind. So. Oh, we're way behind, mate. Do it, do it in the summer and do it outside. Yeah. That'll do it, yeah. So that's, that's, that's what's going on with that. So uh, that was my highlight, was organising that. And it is herding cats, let's be honest. Um, yeah, as one get of the cats. If anyone watching has been part of a WhatsApp group, then one message will be relevant and the rest are just... GIFs. GIFs and memes. GIFs and, GIFs <laughs> yeah. and crap. Yeah. Uh, but it's been good fun to organise. Um, we've introduced some, you know, new new blood into the local gaming group, which yeah, has been good fun good. to play mm, with. Really good. You guys have appeared on Warzone, Warzone Morlock 40k. Yep. So has Dave. Oh, Dave loves painting on know. Instagram. Yep. So he's been over there. I'm hoping to go there. I think we might do my 2k against Bill. Nice. Oh, which would be cool. Which would be nice. Uh, so that's that's been a highlight. And then from a painting wise, um, I've had a load of models that have sat on my desk or in a cupboard for. Mm. 
many months, in fact, years in some cases, uh, and getting them actually finished. No pun intended, yep. in some no. cases. So, yeah, not, I'm not talking the Warlord here. I'm talking the Changeling, the Blue Scribes conversion I did. Araman I've had since I bought my Thousand Sons, which was two and a half years ago. Have you only just painted him? I've only just painted him. I bought him. He was one of the first models. Yeah. Clearing your backlog is a a real feel. Yeah, it's it's a nice... And then, as I mentioned earlier about in that game, was the uh, Lord of Change and Kairos Fateweaver. Nice. Again, I I mean, one kit that I bought secondhand off of an internet trading group, and he'd already pre-built it into the one I'd conveniently, accidentally built the other version because it's a single yeah it's, it's multi- two model yes. kit yeah. um, and finally got around to painting those and I, I did follow uh, Warhammer TV's guide on, on pretty much both of those to be honest cool. so, uh, our former lord and saviour Duncan oh, who, has, who, has moved, who has moved on can we to pass this new? For me, the grief is still too near. Let's just. <laughs> if, if, if Let's just... And I also wanted to make sure because I've been doing like a Tactica series on mm. the Thousand Sons and Zinch stuff. Yeah. And I couldn't do stuff. I'm not ripping the internet for images. I'm using my own painted stuff. So you need to have a good. So it's a good of, motivation yeah. for my own videos and stuff uh, to actually paint the models yeah. and photographs. You've got to stick to a schedule, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to be able to stick to a schedule, but <laughs> shiny model syndrome always takes over. So, but I, I finally got to, to use him. In fact, I used the Changeling in that game as well with the Lord of Change. Oh, and he, nice. he did absolutely nothing. He sucks. That's because he used to be broken and is now balanced. Uh, he used to be broken and now he just does nothing. <laughs> or does he? Well, he fits in. Maybe in three demons. games' time it'll come up, Nick. Yeah. Maybe. Ma- ma- maybe. Works. But either way... One of, um, one of maybe Glenn's don't. models' arms will fall yeah. off. And be like, see? See? Yeah. WYSIWYG, he's got no gun. <laughs> <laughs> Minus one to hit. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was uh, that was pretty much me for twenty months. Mm. When we've come to highlights, we have taken the podcast as a whole into account rather yep. than our individuals. Um, so, do you want to kick off with the first one? Because this was all you. I won't take it. Was not all me? Um, oh, I from, think from us, from our yeah. So from. The highlight I highlight of twenty nineteen for me was being part of the couple of people that organised and really drove the Tanks for Frank project. So uh, our friend Tom, who's part of the Hallows Gate campaign, um, a very close friend of his uh, little boy, unfortunately was diagnosed with leukaemia. You know, we're in the UK, we're fortunate enough that he gets treated by the NHS, but what he doesn't get is all the other support that goes around having to fight through such a horrendous condition. So we wanted to do something, well, Tom wanted to do something, and he said, could we do something as a local um, community group to do like a hobby project to raise some funds, which we thought was a great idea. Mm-hmm. So we all bought and painted a tank. We did a tank company, Tanks for Frank, because his nickname is Frank the Tank, so it seemed perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Steel Legion, because Duncan had an incredibly good painting video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on, Duncan. <laughs> Duncan, why? Um, he did an incredibly good painting video and it yeah, will always was... be in the YouTube archives I know uh-huh. it came out of a can it was super easy to replicate and we thought this looks cool people will want to own a tank company we can raffle it off and make some money for for great cause uh, it was a pain in the backside to set up the requirements in order to run the raffle yep. because we're not running a physical raffle we're running an electronic one uh, we had to meet a lot of legal requirements and loopholes which drove me bonkers so our friend Alex managed to bail me out because he knows about these things um, and overall it was a massive success I mean we hit our £1,000 target in less than 24 hours yep. which was mad and over the course of the month we ended up raising £2,700 mm-hmm. so £1,300 went to the family to help support them because they had to take time off from being uh, self-employed yep. um, and the rest of the money went to the hospital ward uh, yep. which they used to buy um, equipment um, and some electronic 
devices and things for providing the kids entertainment and educational materials while they're in there because they've got to go in for their sessions sometimes they're in for a few days at a time they've got a whole bunch of um, tablets to mean that they can basically catch up on their studies and stuff mm-hmm. like that and do fun things while they're there so yeah it's really good and felt like we actually achieved something as a group we did. It was se- 17 time. tanks i think in total two super heavies yeah, and 15, yeah. 15 Rust variants. Chimera equipments, yeah. 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 So, yeah, it was a really good project, and uh, everybody locally got involved in doing something, and we had immense support from the hobby community. People were sending, you know, buying these tickets from all over the world, completely trusting that we were we were doing legit. something that was legit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I was surprised about. I thought and people, people would be a bit more reticent, but people, people were giving money without actually wanting to enter as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Look, I don't want a ticket, um, just have some money to support yeah. it. And so, it was a really, really great project. To, and to we did through. fall legit it as well. We got the license. Yes. And it was a lottery license to get the local lottery yeah. license but crazy but that's what you have to do to be uh, to be 100% yep. next up you're going to get excited about this aren't you I am and I kind of don't want to follow such a nice story with something about us but um, we were approached back in May no summer Summertime. Yeah, summertime. around the summertime. Uh, we were uh, approached by Dave from Mini Wargaming. Yes. Well, Chaos Dave, as he is. You actually explained three times to me who he was and why you were so pumped. Yeah. Bef- bef- you're like, it's Dave. And I'm like, you're Dave. And you're like, no, no, it's Dave. And I was like, you're like, Mini Wargaming Dave? And I'm like, well, that, oh, that's, that's, right. that's the issue with... Uh, so he, he messaged us on a uh, well-known uh, social media site, starting with an F and ending with Acebook. Um, <laughs> so subtle. So it, it comes up with his actual name. Yeah. Of course, his actual name is not how he goes by um, on the channel. <laughs> we, we know him as Chaos Dave um, or Mini Wargaming Dave. Yeah. Uh, so he sent us this lovely message and, yeah, approached us to being on the podcast. Yeah, it was great. He said he'd listened to the, the show and... and Tolerated wanted... it. And... <laughs> yeah, and he reached out and he, he said, let's let's do a collaboration. So um, you're not the most famous person on our channel. Sorry. Well, sorry. They do have, like, nearly 300,000 subscribers. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, mad. And yeah. a whole building. I think many Wargaming have something similar as well. Oh, yeah. oh. It was it was a great interview. I I, I thoroughly uh, enjoyed it. He's the nicest person on earth. He's yeah. very engaging. Um, yeah, you could say that again. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's really nice, and he has he seems to have time for everyone. Mm. And he was really pumped up about the community mm. and all the different projects they had coming up. Um, I think mean, he was running um, sort of live action campaigns. So for those people that don't know about mini wargaming, they're a big uh, mini wargaming channel on YouTube. Yeah, they're a company now, in effect. They're a company, yes. they have their own properties. Yeah. So, so they had just uh, purchased this property uh, in Canada, where they're, they're, they're based, um, and they they have bunks and all sorts, so you can actually stay over there now. And, and, it's crazy, yeah. And he was uh, talking to us about sort of LARPing and, and other events, like the... It was Gorka Morka one where they did a build and, build and paint and play for a whole week. And a Resident Evil campaign, mm-hmm. where they would like wake them up in the middle of the night and stuff for like zombie apocalypse stuff. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Sounded awesome. I think he's got a Fallout one coming as yeah. well. Yeah, I remember saying that. And he's just so enthusiastic about the hobby. Like, mm. You can feel it when he talks. Like, how many points of Chaos Marines did he say he had? It was oh, eighteen thousand, twenty thousand points, something, something like that. Yeah. Well, what the, I think the thing that fascinated me about the interview the most was when you said about what is the hobby to you now? It's not cleaning sprues and painting and assembling models anymore. Mm. It mm. was more about creating content. Is his hobby and community interaction and community interaction. So yeah. they've got studio armies and they've they've got people that paint for them and yeah. everything else. And they're now his hobby is now like editing videos and community outreach and 
setting up this new company and mm. doing all the Lucky bits and pieces. Him, he likes it. Yeah, yeah. So it's not about you know painting and everything else anymore. It's it's content production. Mm. So it's a different side of of wargaming community, mm. which I thought was an interesting take. Really, when you get to that kind of scale, mm. that this is your source of income, is it valid for you to spend time? Painting a squad of space brains. Yeah. Not unless you really wanted to do it, no. Yeah. Not for the, not You'll for do business. that in your yeah, own time, yeah. not in your financial revenue generating mm. time, which is all about content creation for, for big channels. Mm. Yeah. And he, yeah, he was, he was super engaging, really nice mm. and, and uh, down to, down to earth. Yeah. And last up, uh, we had a little um, visit, should we say visit? Yeah. We had a little visit across to Bill um, from Warzone Morlock and got to play an actual game on, on YouTube. We've, Met, we've been in, I've been in a few of your games now, and Dave has. Um, I was, this I was, was in my debut a few weeks ago. You were, but this was quite. That's quite a relaxed environment. We have we have we having a fun game and and, and, and filming. Uh, it was surprising at Bill's to see. He's a taskmaster. It was horrible. No, he's not. He's experience. <laughs> he bought a sandwiches, Nick. Nudge nudge. No, I, I was, provide snacks. What are you on about? <laughs> It was Actually, just. I had some mini cheddars. It was a, a wildly different experience trying to play Dave and I together in a coordinated fashion, <laughs> having to think about everything we said and did. This was something that I don't think either of us are prepared for because when we play 40k, we're generally larking about. Yeah. Um, having to like know what we're doing and we failed miserably. Thanks, YouTube comments. This guy um, wants to bash him with a skull. Yeah. Uh, They're going to run very off the objectives. Yeah. Yeah, talk, talking about a game when you're playing a game is one thing. Is very different to doing it for a battle report. So yeah. people can be because you're supposed to be entertaining the viewing audience. If you just play it the way you would play, like at home, with well, that them, we did. That was the problem. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't know like, what we were doing. Didn't know what you were doing, but yeah, it's it's a very different way of playing. It's not very different, but it's a different experience. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. But though. between turns, he'd be like, "Okay, so so what are you going to do in the shooting phase?" And we'd be like, "Shoot things." They'll shoot them. They'll shoot them, <laughs> and then we'll come back to it afterwards. And they'll shoot them. And, and then we'll be like, like, no, they've yeah. already shot them. Yeah. And you're like, oh, right. Okay. And, you, and you got to play against Steve the Bird Lion Man. I did. We did. We we actually coined that name. Uh, I'm quite quite jealous because that's now stuck. Yeah, it has. <laughs> it has stuck. Steve the Bird Lion Man is a thing. So that was 2019. What are we going to do going forward, though? We love to we love to talk about going forward. If we're going to talk about business terms, Dave. Yeah. Um, 2020 compartmentalized. Oh, it's just 2019. It's called, it's called siloing. Oh, it was it? Come on, no. siloing, Dave. Compartmentalizing. I don't do any of this in my work. No, you work for an American company. I know, but we don't use. Uh, fair enough. Like oh, we do. Yeah. So, looking forward to 2020. Yes. Again, kick us off. What have you got coming up on the channel? Because your channel follows your own hobby. So what have you got coming up? Yeah, that, that that's it life? really. Is, is yeah, my, my channel is is me and my hobby. It's not it's not focused on one particular thing. If I'm doing mm. aeronautica mm. one week, I'm doing Titans the next week. It's, it's, it's a real it's yeah. a real eclectic mix, um, which is an interesting way of doing it. But um, for 2020, um, I've kind of broken my goals into nine. Not that's anything to do with each. I'll say you're the, ma- project. the magic <laughs> the magic numbers. But I've basically said right nine months of the year I will do hobby. Because there'll be some burnout, there'll be work travel trips, there'll be vacation time and stuff like yeah. that. And that kind of reduces maybe three months of your life. I gave myself nine months, which meant nine projects. Ooh, a month per project. Wow. That is tight. Well, nine months, one project. This, this, is, this is what, yeah, three, three days, three models for you. Come on, yeah. you've got to keep 365 mod, uh, custodies by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so... But, but that's like 365,000 points. Yes. 
Um, but with with my projects, most of them uh, are started in some way or of, of a fashion. Okay. So it's a lot of finishing stuff. So I really enjoyed finishing some of those models in mm. 2019. Something like that I wanted to do again for this year. So my Zinch Demons, which I built to around about 4,000-ish points, was the wow. target. Uh, I've got some uh, Pink Horrors. I've got... Another Lord of Change, which I bought of off, course, of, course. which I bought off of Ian because he was selling it cheap. You always, you always need one. Uh, I had eighteen more Screamers because I bought three Start Collecting box sets because so I wanted to your ears. So yeah. you ended up with a load of Screamers. Um, the Screamers look cool. They look cool. They, they do. They, they, they don't do anything. They're twenty-three points model. They suck. They do. Um, they don't just they, get they, shot they, off the board. They, they, they fly over and do more. Work no, they get killed before they? that. They get killed <laughs> way before that happens. <laughs> I've got a couple of Heralds because yep. you get that in the Star Collecting box set and an Exalted Flamer because you get that in the Star Collecting. All I did was focus on the... <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I'm just like... So I'll, I'll have three, Rich, in our next game. Is that all right? Yeah, sure. But they're all built. They're all primed. Um, most of them have got some form of colour on. So okay. I don't see that as a big project. That won't take a month. But it does okay. add to 900 points. Right. Okay. So here's a question wow. for you. Do you have like a recipe book for... Um, your bases, your, your colour schemes, your mixes. My recipe book is now my channel. Yeah, you yeah. just go back and watch the old videos. I just right? go and watch my old videos. And I honestly do that. I actually Surely only the ones... It gets my viewing stats up. By going, I, do, I do a different new IP address. <laughs> oh, you have an IP rigged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I watched the, the raw original before yeah. I've edited it. But I, I, I do generally go back. And because I record nearly all of my hobby now. Uh, so, yeah, moving on to the Thousand Suns. I've got 10 Rubric, 10 Scarab Occult, another Forge World Decimator, but with the Butcher Cannons this time, not the okay. auto mortal winding uh, okay. sick camera more scarab occult you've got 10 more scarab occult terminators I do 10, ten more 10, ten more um, yeah why do you have so many I bought the kill team box because I wanted the cool tokens oh okay yeah and that's the elite box the elite one yeah which <laughs> comes with my, I bought it for the tokens I bought it and the I actually wanted it the comes with terrain the terrain pieces yeah, yeah. which I want to use for my titan bases they're really good value those yeah. um, well then they did them those box sets yes so that ended up with uh, 5 more scarab occult which come in the blue plastic which uh, one more demon prince as well. Nice. Uh, just because. My third one is to uh, add to my Imperial Fist Primaris Force. Oh, nice. Yep. So I've made a good start on that. I've got Tor Garadon. I've already done mm. three aggressors and five intercessors. Okay. And the mustard yellow, as you call it. No, this is no, no, this is, is the bright, bright yellow. yellow. No, oh, this right is the 40k yellow. yellow, not the mustard yellow from my 30k Imperial Fist. Oh. Oh. They're different, Dave. Come on. Wanted it to look different. One's French, one's English mustard. Yes. Bought the impulses, which I want to add to that. All right, yeah. What are you building uh, with? Dome. You magnetised that, I've right? Magnetized. I've watched your video. Uh -huh. watched your video. Uh -huh. Yeah, I've uh, fully magnetised that. Um, Power research, eh? Yep. Nice, good enough. Ten intercessors and a redemptor. Um, they're all built they're all base coated so again oh wow okay uh, that was all done in 2019 and then shiny model syndrome is you put that down and yeah it's another thing uh, but again it's a year of catch up uh, my solar guardian marines and more marines which is my homebrew force yeah uh, I've got a couple of war suits the invicta war suits I want to oh, add to that I think it's so cool I've got I know two... someone else got one of those yeah. yes I know someone else that needs to paint it yes yeah. two, two beardy uh, relic leviathan dreads two yeah. oof <laughs> I discovered I went and bought one because you guys bought one. <laughs> yeah. So I went and bought one because I, mean, I, I can't really help one out. Influencers. And then I discovered in, in one of my many drawers of Hobby Doom is that my sister-in-law bought me one two years ago for Christmas. <laughs> and it was just sat in the drawer. See, my bits box has stuff like, oh, that turret from the Lumen Russell. No, it's my, my and it's like, oh, look, a £60 model. There's a relic. Of, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, sister-in-law, for that. Ten Hellblasters, three Suppressors, and three Eliminators, which all came from the box set. That's a lot. That's a lot. Mm. Again, I, I think that might take a bit more than a month, though. But I'm hoping yeah. with the other cutbacks, because 
Most mm. of it's already done. It's a finishing kind yeah. of year. I also want to do another Titan. <laughs> it's a finishing Why not? Okay. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Did you finish your compensated class Titan? No. Oh, well, I'll put that one on then. This could be the one of the, the, the Titan. The Please, because Titan. that has the best crew of any model oh, you, in you, you love the crew. I love the, the crew. Work, I love uh, that observation crew. deck. The guy yeah. on the observation deck next to the, like... 80 foot cannon next yes. to him. It fires one time and he just gets liquidized. Yes. That's, how, that's how that's how physics works. But it's 40k, so it'd be fine. But with my Titans, they're all, they're all built, they're all primed, they're all ready to start painting. Okay. And knowing how to do the paint jobs that I want now, because I did a lot of experimenting yes. on the Warlord uh, and on some of the, Adept the Adeptus Titanicus stuff with that solar celestial effect yep. and bits and pieces. I reckon if I put my mind to it, that's that's it. I could do that in a month. Woof. That is... There have been some commitments made. That's a, that's, that's... That's a commitment. So, uh, yeah. Then some small stuff. Aeronautica Imperialis and Adeptus Titanicus. Okay, yeah. Okay. I've done a whole bunch of planes, but yes. I've bought some of the expansion kits. So mm -hmm. I've got a couple more of the new Grot Bombers. Yes. Um, that's Grot Bombs. And I need to do the terrain as well. I'll tell you what you need to do. Nice. The terrain for Aeronautica Imperialis. Yes. Have you seen the board that's 3D? Yes, I have. The German board. With a clear hex grid yeah. over the top. It very looks cool. amazing. I might try and find the image for that and put it on the video. Yeah, please do. But it's, so it's very, very so cool. Good. Uh, talking of mini scale Adeptus Titanicus, I want to get two mana pools finished so we can actually play. Okay, um, yes, that'd be cool. Uh, again, going back to that, there's probably only two more models to add to make two legitimate man, uh, mana pools. So again, not a big project for mm -hmm. you know in this breakdown. Sisters of Battle. Let's move, oh, yeah. move on to more Imperium stuff. Uh, I bought the the fancy stuff, the new box set that mm -hmm. came out before Christmas. I'm not sure whether I want to immediately add to that because all the new models come out next weekend. Yes, yes. Uh, but I want to at least get the core 15-ish models done. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and then, have you got a color scheme for them? No. Okay. Open to ideas uh, on which sisterhood. What are they called? I will shock you by telling you that I am going to spray my bright silver and use contrast paints. Are you really? I, I'm sorely tempted with that. Um, uh, yeah, well, dibs on turquoise, so no moving in on my territory. Okay, you you may have that. It's on, it's on record. I can edit it's on that the record. Inter Damn it! <laughs> but providing you edit it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Double edit. Oh, we'll sort some money out later. <laughs> we edit. Who will win? Yes. And then finally, I, I started an Adeptus Mechanicus army many, many years ago. Yeah, no, I've got your best box. Yes. <laughs> You got the bits. Your yeah, best box already. You did. Um, and again, mo most of it is is built. <laughs> most of it is painted. Uh, but again, I actually want to make it into a usable army. Yes. Mm. So a lot of the stuff here, it might seem like an awful lot, but most it's of it's probably off, at right? fifty to seventy-five percent done already. It's a cheating place. Like. It's a year of year of correcting your hobby butterflying for the last. Providing year. that twenty twenty doesn't provide more hobby butterflies. I was going to say that the follow up question is how many months do you get into it before X new army comes in and you go, ooh, ooh. Sure. Well, the sisters are coming out next month or this next week, so yeah. Well, but that's on his list. Yeah, but it's to prioritised. The Vespid army comes out. <laughs> I'm not doing that. The full so, troop codex comes out. Not happening. No. Um, but anyway, that it sounds like a lot, but I think realistically it's, as you said, it's a lot of finishing up. So yeah. Yeah. it'll be quite repetitive. And I've, as I said, you know, we're already four mm. days in and I've already done 15 uh, pink cards. Yeah. Dave and I were not so coordinated in our hobby planning at this stage of the year. Yeah, That's how coordinated Dave. we are. Well, like, like at work, we do our uh, we do our uh, goals planning for the year in February. It has to be done by March. Yeah, like we're, we're a quarter into the year, and that's when they want to do their goals planning. So we'll probably follow suit. We thought we'd actually think about what we're going to do with the podcast this year because we have some ideas. 
What's wrong with it now? Well, Dave's is everything. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, just some <laughs> ideas about how we could be a bit more creative with it. Mm. Kind of spice things up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we... So, uh, going into the creative elements, we had a Q&A a few months back, and I turned it into a game show. And the, the that two-minute Q&A game show? Yeah. Two-minute 40k Q&A. Yep, thank you. Awful. Hashtag. Worst hashtag ever. Um... So and that went down really well. Uh, we had lots of positive comments actually from out of the blue. Um, so we want to do a lot more of that. I've had lots of ideas. We just didn't want to saturate it at the time. Yeah. Um, so we've got loads more game shows and fun elements. Stupid fun elements. For we are stupid and fun allegedly. Mm. Uh, according to one out of every four comments. <laughs> Um, yeah, but then there'll be like sound drops and all that sort of stuff and, and um, we use a, a video, not video, an audio editing software yes. that allows for soundboards and we might be able to eventually work some in that we can hear them yep. live rather than having to edit them in, sorry, peek behind the curtain, edit them in. Get your bingo a, cards out, your favourite. Uh, edit them in at, at a later date. Um, the sound drops went down really well. The game shows went down really well. So yep. we're going to try and implement a lot more of those in 2020. And also a bit more collaborative stuff like this. Um, there's loads of people in the hobby that produce good content. Like um, this, but not not this. Mm. So we, this we, is an example of it. <laughs> we feel we're, <laughs> stuck, we're stuck in an audio format and we are made for <clears> video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Mm. Uh, no, I mean, mm. we, we've worked with um, Dave from Me Wargaming, we've worked with you, we've worked with Warlock. Yeah. Um, Warzone Morlock, I should say. Not Warlock. Warlock. Let's just shorten it down to Yeah, Warzone um, Morlock. We just thought we'd do more stuff like that. And yeah. just, to, just, just to branch out a little bit more. Collaboration is cool. It's, it's a lot of fun. And it sort of ties in with the interview thing. The interview was really good fun with Dave. We maybe try and approach a whole bunch of people and maybe see if anybody else wants to. Come and chat. Maybe just like a, as a segment rather than a whole show or yeah. as a bonus episode, something like that. Something interesting to kind of mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And kind of taking a leaf out of your book for catch-ups. Um, I'm a little bit behind on some of the admin stuff. We're supposed to be doing some updates in the back end on WordPress and all the boring stuff like that. I've got a bunch of Patreon stuff I need to actually organise my arse in gear and, and, and sort out. Um, so I wanted to get that done kind of early in the year and not let it drag because I've already let things drag, which is... Happens. You know, Got to be organised. We are on a Best lot more, a lot more um, uh, audio uh, distributors or podcast Yeah, we sorted that out. Mm-hmm. We sorted that out big yeah. time. So we are now uh, with... Stitcher and Podbean. Never even heard of any of these. Yeah, Nor did we until we did a bit of research. No, wow. I, I get them from... Uh, so I use CastBox because I have Android. Um, and we were already on the uh, iTunes. Yeah. Or, it's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts. Yes. Um, so you can find us on all of those formats. Um, but yeah, we, we've we've branched out. Uh, that, was, that was at the end of last year, wasn't yeah. it? Um, so we are looking to expand our audience. Um, Spotify you have to pay for. That's why we're not on there because we are... Cheap. <laughs> I'm cheap. Let's be honest. <laughs> stuff, stuff, stuff costs money. Stuff costs money. Yeah. And like format, you talked about. You talked earlier about us having our format. We like to do things a certain way, which is one reason we want to mix it up. But we did want to kind of lock down our bat rep format a bit more. Yes, it's a bit sporadic in the different ways we do it. And I thought it'd be better if we had kind of a bit more structure, so we can kind of. I tell you what it is. It depends if. So we have two weeks between episodes, and it depends if we had played in the first week versus the second yes, week. Yes, this is a yeah. big difference, and whether we can remember it. Yeah, the ones so, that we remember, we go a bit more story orientated, yeah. and, and can yeah. 
sort of go through the turns and the ones that we played in the first week we can't remember and we have to sort of skip through following our and, and make it up and say yeah. that you want well, we, take, no, we take a bunch of photos what I do is I take pictures of stuff as it happens as a quick snap rather than writing we did write notes and it got really yeah I remember, I remember you writing yeah so now we just take snapshots on the phone yeah, yeah. Um, but we've got a kind of being a bit more of a story element to it because essentially the, the narrative story bit's the bit we like the most. So we wanted to kind of draw that in a bit more and kind of more just pick out highlights of cool stuff that happens. Because essentially, when you remember back to a game, you remember roughly the story of the missions being played out, and you remember the random cool stuff that mm-hmm. happened. Um, and those are the bits you kind of want to focus on. But we're we're, we're not competitive gamers, so people aren't going to watch or listen to our. Tactical, tactical acumen. acumen at all. Nice. Roll a six on Overwatch. That's yeah. my tactical yeah, yeah. acumen. We, we don't do ITC missions and stuff no. like that with all the kill more and score more and hold more and. What's he talking about? I have no exactly. idea. <laughs> I watched tabletop tactics once, and that's what they were talking about. <laughs> and I, I, we, we don't do that. We, we still play to match play points because it's, it's just so easy. It's just the way to do it. Yeah. But we tend to play a bit more thematic. And do stupid yeah, things so in games what, because it's all because they're going to run forward and kit hit. That's stuff, what we want to kind of focus rather on. Rather than yeah. capture objectives yeah. Yeah. and Elder are going to do psychic stuff. So and uh, something we were talking about just before on the, on the drive over, actually, um, we really want to make a trip to Warhammer World again this year. Yes. Mm-hmm. It would be cool to take part in an event. We know there's things flying around on our local gaming group about options. Yep. We really want to kind of make sure we get to Warhammer World for a big event. This at least, year. At I want to do a team event, like a doubles or a what they it? brothers. Well, there Bat is brothers. Battle Brothers. There it. is a team event in April. There is four man, four so. man team. But it, but there are individual games. That's the difference. I like doubles games. Yes, yes. doubles and doubles games are good for yeah, a team, laugh. So team maybe games, I should team, say. Team games. So we're kind of looking into the options. We need to scout their um, calendar and figure out what the yeah. options are. Battle Brothers try and avoid the wooden spoon. That's that's our uh, know, that's, that's right. our level. Is that your new hashtag for twenty twenty? <laughs> hashtag avoid the wooden spoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, Matt. Maybe. maybe yeah. <laughs> We we have a, a follower. <laughs> oh, Where are you we, going with this? This spoon, is tragic right now. Wooden spoon wargaming. That's the reference I was subtly making. Yes. And by explaining my joke, you've gone full Ian. Well oh, done. God. Should we just move on? Should we just I just don't. I just point? don't want that hashtag to trend. <laughs> right. And moving on. You're like, where's this come from? Why have I lost so many followers? <laughs> anyway, finally, Dave. Because you actually, you actually put this to me as something you wanted to do, and I've been backburning it for a while. Yes, so we are a 40k podcast. And will continue to be. I mean, it still says it on our t-shirts. It but um, I can't stop looking at Age of Sigmar models. Some of the armies coming out, some of the, the ranges. Arguably, I'd say that Age of Sigmar models are... As good as, if not better, than 40k models. Their range is fresher. Yes. Um, so I would like to dabble in a bit of Age of Sigma um, in the yes. near future. This podcast won't change at all. No, we probably won't bring it onto the podcast much, apart from some hobby... Hobby, yeah, hobby, hobby progress. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I think we would like to kind of dabble in it. I mean, we've played Age of Sigma, played mm. Warhammer loads back in the day when it was Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Um, I would like to kind of pick it up again and, you know... I want to do goblins, and I'm ready to put the Tomb Kings to rest. And uh, I have, and I have, do Bone Reapers instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have the models I have seen. Those Bone Reapers, which are just so cool. I have dwarves on rounded bases. I have a, um, a few Caradron overlords. Yep, um, or Caradron overlords. I think Caradron overlords. Yeah, but uh, mm. I really like the Sylvaneth actually. Ooh. The Sylvaneth are 
really cool. So we will uh, pick up a little bit of Age of Sigmar on, on the side, I think. Mm. Just, just, just for some variety again. As and, when, variety. as and when disposable income allows us. Oh, I've got some. I've got, I've got a whole bunch of orc stuff in the cupboard, so I'm alright. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, we've got a lot going on in 2020. Things hopefully, crossed. yeah. Sounds like you have too. A lot of painting. Yeah. But equally, I do want to get more games in as well. Yes. I'd, yes. I'd love we've to been get, lax on the games. Been lax. I'd, I'd like to get at least one a month. Yeah, that'd be, that's a good time. I mean, 12, 12, 12 games yeah. a year, I think is good. I used, to, I used to play back in the day. I used to play twice a week. Every yeah, week. man, it's crazy back. Yeah. Back when I didn't live here. Yeah. Um, I used to have a local gaming store and I was down there on their late night gaming nights, Tuesday mm-hmm. and Thursday, week in, week out. Back when I didn't have a spouse. Uh, yeah, back yeah. When, <laughs> when I had no other social obligations. When I didn't have yes. any obligations and I had free evenings. That was, so that's what I did. Thursday yeah. um, so nights down the local local games workshop. Mm, yeah. Those were the days. Should we round things off with a hobby tip then? Mm, Please do. It's customary. Going to keep it brief this week. Um, hobby tip learned from the Zomortalis project. I have found the quickest and easiest way of doing metals for terrain. Previously, I've done a lot of like sponging of metals, which I'm going to do on a couple of pieces for variety. But to get the bulk metal done, and it's specifically for the pipes and stairs, because it's Zomotas is very industrial. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get a kind of greasy, grimy look to the metals done easy. Normally, it's for me spray with lead belcher because it comes out of a can dead easy and then wash with agrax earth shade yes i have found a i don't want to say better option than agrax earth shade because for miniatures agrax is the one yes i found an alternative option Mm. which made for a much more greasy grimier look and was a lot quicker and easier and that is to still prime with lead belcher because that's just the way i love to do things um, hit some of the details with Balthazar Gold, or you could use Retributor Armor if you want to use that. It's, it's for like a brassy, goldy, bronzy option. To so you don't of... want to paint it brass first. You want to go gold because well, Balthazar Gold is now going to. Yeah, yeah I mean Balthazar Gold is kind of a bronzy. Yeah. it's a very yeah. dark gold color. Um, Retributor Armor, you can mix that in as well if you mm-hmm. wanted to. That's what you've got. Um, and just to break up the the pipes are like. Otherwise, they're solid, solid silver, right? I did it on my night body as well. You paint some of the details in in another metal colour to kind of yep. not just be a wall of silver because yep. it looks a bit boring. Um, and then I hit it with AK Interactives. We talked about them before. Um, their streaking grime product. So this is designed for streaking downwards with brush strokes with a spirit on there. I've used the the rain effects one before. Mm-hmm. Typhus Corrosion does a very similar. Thing. It does a very similar job, but the difference is. Once it's dry, you can wipe it off of the highlight areas or the upper areas. So I tested their panel liner product first because I had that. Wasn't happy. It looked okay. Didn't look very oily and grimy. It just looked shaded. Um, I tried oil paints because obviously a lot of people use oil paints thinned down with white spirits. It looked a bit bitty and gritty. So if you want a grittier texture, mm-hmm. go, with, go with oil paints with uh, mixed in with white spirits. Works great. I found the AK Interactive Streaking Grime does the best for like that stained uh, working metals look. It would yep. be good for like night um, joints on the legs I've, and stuff like I've that. I've used it on... I don't think I used mm. the Streaking Grime. I think I used their Engine Grime. Okay, it's probably yeah. very similar. But it's I, just I a different this. shade, I think. Yeah. And once it went on, um, it dries. And the because it's spirit-based, it doesn't set hard. So you can use a cotton bud, which is the best thing to use for this, to wipe it off of the top surfaces and leave it in the recesses. But it has kind of like, because it is quite a sticky, oily mix, um, it really does look like smeared and 
worn away oil. So where you're wiping it off of the areas of wear or the smooth top surfaces, it still stains it a little bit and you get a really nice graduation into the darkness and the recesses with basically zero effort and skill. Yep. You know, liquid skill is what they call Agrax Earthshade and Null Oil. This is liquid skill for terrain um, and it's come up great. Um, I use the cotton buds and then snip the tips off afterwards, use the tips for scratching off the, the, the masking fluid that I was doing earlier. No product um, wasted. Nothing Cheapness. And also they do a streaking rust version. So if you wanted a kind of rustier, drier it's, it's got more orange yeah. in it, you could use the, the streaking rust product. But they're streaking products because of the texture of them after they've dried. You can wipe them away real mm-hmm. easy and uh, it just looks the bomb with no effort. Nice. They also do an engine oil range as well for different... Okay. So different shades... They also do like a moss green and stuff. Like yeah, that. and this is a brownie yeah, one. So yeah. the, the engine's probably more black, and yeah. the moss green would be more green for like wet stone. But you're and not stuff using like that. it in the streaking format. You're not doing it at no, the top no, no, and then no. dragging it down. You're using it as like a, an all over. A, I just splash like a filter slash yeah. wash. I wash it on like you would agrax shade and let it dry, yeah. and then buff away very quickly um, the, the the top surfaces, and it gives that. It, it brings back the shine, but still looks. Yeah, slightly stained brown. Do you do you seal it afterwards? Hundred percent oil. Because it goes, on your fingers. Yeah, it goes. It takes a while to dry properly. I mean, it's terrain, so you're going to want to seal it anyway. Yeah, but yeah. I would hit it with a. I usually do the gloss coat, matte coat, yeah. gloss coat for strength, matte coat for finish. Yep. Um, your terrain looks the bomb and is tough as nails. I mean, mine's not been damaged in how many games we've played, so it's the way. Happy yeah. days. I mean, the amount of times we've stabbed ourselves with the top of the buildings. Uh, yeah, that's nice. It hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> So that's all we've got time for. So as I said at the start of the show, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash floorhammerpodcast, our website floorhammerpodcast.com and our Instagram handle at floorhammer underscore podcast. And uh, what was your Instagram tags and your YouTube channel, Nick? They are exactly the same as my YouTube. So it's Old Average Brick Gaming and you can find that on Instagram and Twitter as well. Oh, What is Twitter? Twitter, that other thing that's like Instagram. With with even more people commenting and yeah. oh being gosh, right. but actually you get you get some good interaction on there. Yeah, oh, Dun- Duncan's very uh, active on there. Nick Baton's very active on oh, there. Good. All of the the uh, GW crew or former GW crew are very active on there. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm on there as well. Well, thanks for joining us, Nick. It's good fun to chat, hobby. Thank you for joining us. We joined you. You joined us. We joined each other. We you know, did a mutual joining. You joined the Floorhammer podcast community. Yes. There you go. Excellent. Cheers, guys, for listening. Speak to you next show. Thank you.